2: Was the fright before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Except for us watching some really weird movies.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say, not, not even a undead serial killer cop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, horror for the casually obsessed. I'm Kim.
0: I'm John.
2: And this week we are celebrating Christmas the only way we know how, uh, with some fucking freaky movies. We are talking about Maniac Cop Two. John has been trying to get this one on the podcast forever. John, how are you feeling right
0: now? I'm feeling good. <laughs> Real big Maniac Cop fan. Even bigger Maniac Cop Two fan. I fa la la love this movie. <laughs>
2: You know, I you know, I'm going to give you this one. I'm I'm going to put it here in wax just for you. Uh-huh. I was wrong about this movie. Yes. I prejudged it. I I'm still going to stand firm in the fact that it, I do not think it's a film for me. Oh. But I enjoyed it immensely. This is not my type of movie at all, but I will watch this every Christmas with you.
0: It is so fucking fun. And that that's the thing. I thought you were going to say that the same
2: way Die Hard is not a like not my type of movie, but boy do I fucking love it.
0: You say that. Every single time I show you an action movie, you're like, oh my god, I think I love action movies. But don't that, tell what's that? The, Rambo? Don't. Rambo Two? Somehow better than Rambo One. <laughs> two completely different movies. These but. are my
2: secrets. <laughs>
0: Kim is a way bigger action fan than she wants to let on. She just I even gets, knew! <laughs> she just gets very stressed out when people get lit on fire. And, I
2: hate a full body burn, and, but I... Uh,
0: and boy, mm. do people get lit on fire in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought you were going to tip your hat to me as this being a Christmas movie. I thought you were really skeptical of that. Oh, I have that.
2: more hats to tip. <laughs> okay.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, they. this is not... This doesn't feature a serial killer that gets dressed up like Santa, but it is very much a Christmas movie. Yes, it,
2: one of my favorite things about this movie is that that, you will probably m- maybe not find this on a list of Christmas horror movies oh, yeah. unless you're looking way down at the bottom, like number 17. But if you're looking for Christmas vibes and you're you're sick of watching the same three Christmas horror movies over and over and over again, this will give you that jingle jolly feeling and also that holy fuck, what am I watching feeling.
0: Yeah, I think you and I end up butting heads with other people about Christmas movies because for us, we're I think we're way more interested in especially horror movie that is just set around Christmas, but is not Christmas specific.
2: I mean, I will take A Christmas Evil any day. Oh, sure. But I love a movie with that that acknowledges Christmas is a time of the year. Yeah,
0: we're, we're also the only people that are watching Goodfellas as a Christmas movie just because there's a couple scenes where some gangsters hang out around a Christmas
2: tree. Love it. Is,
0: that's all I need. I just need a scene where somebody's putting a fucking ornament up and complaining about something. I'm like, oh, Christmas movie.
2: And goes to visit their Ma.
0: Yes. <laughs> And perfect example of that, Maniac. William Lustig's first movie, technically a Christmas movie, but you don't necessarily see it. Is Maniac on...
2: a Christmas movie too?
0: Mani- so Maniac, yes, Maniac is a Christmas movie, one hundred percent. There's even a scene where people are carrying Christmas trees. He, so why did we choose two? He goes to see his ma at the graveyard. <laughs> why did we choose two? <laughs> oh no, I'm so I mean Maniac, oh, the Maniac, movie Maniac, not Maniac. Maniac Cop, Maniac Cop One is a St. Patrick's Day movie, and I'm gonna seal the deal here on you right now for maybe possibly doing a Maniac. Cop, uh, Maniac Cop Marathon, Maniac Cop 3, Valentine's Day movie.
2: Oh, so maybe maybe 2023 is Maniac Cop year?
0: We'll see. I don't know <laughs> if you're going to be nuts about that one. But oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the best of the franchise, but holy shit, is it fun.
2: Okay, John, for anybody that has not seen Maniac Cop 2, let's do a three good things to either convince them to watch it or to... Give them a taste of what we're going to be talking about.
0: Sure. I think we've said a few of them already. Like this has kind of already been a good sampling of good things about Maniac Cop 2. But number one has to be like a full body burns. A plus full body burns. That's one stressful Some of the longest full body burns you will see in a horror movie. The whole finale. The villain is on
2: fire. One anxiety thing.
0: So good. Number two. Hands down, one of the best car chases you will ever see on film, period. And culminates with a, like, how many, how many car chase sequences have you seen that also involve a chainsaw? Or a car that has no tires? Or a person who gets handcuffed to a steering wheel during, from the outside of the car in that car chase? This car chase has it all. Number three.
2: You gotta do Christmas
0: okay (laughs) fine number three is christmas it's this it's this the maniac cop is the ghost of christmas past come for revenge several years later i
2: love that and yeah and people are getting in the spirit like we're at the the cop precinct and they're hanging up you know tinsel garlands and and getting in the jolly old feeling right before they all get murdered violently.
0: And those are those are only three good things about Maniac Cop 2. There are a hundred more and I'm, I'm very excited to finally get into it with you. I have been wanting to do this movie on the podcast. Not actually for that long. This was a movie I discovered during the 1000 movie quarantine binge we all did in 2020. So it's a recent favorite for me, but I think I've seen it six times in the yeah, last you, two years. Yeah,
2: you have forcibly tried to make me watch this several times and I have been like nya, 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 nya. but there are Few scenes I remember because you you physically were like, Kim, you must watch at least this moment.
0: Yeah, these ten seconds right here matter. This will change your life.
2: <laughs> and uh I'm sold. I am sold. Yeah,
0: Maniac Cop 2 for me is it's in that pantheon of sequels that are better than the original, like Evil Dead 2, maybe possibly Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You're,
2: you're this is too early for fighting words, John.
0: <laughs> but we're here, we did it, and Christmas is the time of year to talk about this movie. I'm very excited to be here with you right now. And before we get into it, into it, here's the direct-to-video trailer for Maniac Cop 2. You have
1: the right to remain silent. He's still alive. Forever. Again. You can't kill the dead. Why is it kept from the public and the press? When this leaks out, people are not going to want to pick up the phone and dial 911. We're looking at a bloodbath here. As serious as well. I touched his hand, and I was back there again. What it did?
2: What's he want? I don't know.
1: What did you see? I, I saw Matt Cordell. He had a reason for coming here got a reason for everything he does. Did you ever see anything so nasty?
2: We're all gonna pay you a visit and you'll we'll see
0: him. You. It must be visiting hours, cause my friend is
1: back! <laughs> We're getting stronger, because we got ourselves a leader. Well, the cops in the world can't stop Cordell. You
2: murdered
1: him. You're pushing me too far. Maniac come to. You'll be screaming blue murder.
2: This was direct-to-video? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Fuck. Man, I'm telling you, the, the early 90s, direct-to-video was where it was at.
2: Do you know this Do you know the budget of this film? How did this How did this occur? How did they get these car chase scenes? A full body burn. And people falling out of every single glass surface available to them without a theatrical budget.
0: Uh, so that in particular was, I think, early pre-sales to Japanese distribu- uh, distributors, which is kind of what ended up fucking Maniac Cop 3 over because that sale fell through. They lost a whole shit ton of their budget. They tried to change some things around. It didn't necessarily work. We'll save that for another episode. But a lot of this was basically built on distribution deals pre-sold before going into the movie. Huh. It's, it's also why you don't see as many independent movies nowadays because DVD sales aren't what they were. And like you used to get a movie that would not do very good at the box office but would you know sell a shit ton of copies because it was a bit of a cult hit once it finally hit Blockbuster or something. Which is money that the studios could use to fund other weirder projects, but that just doesn't happen anymore. So you don't see those movies at all. Mm. I know it's just like it, it's just that the landscape is changing. Like it's a big I, deal. There are still great movies being made everywhere. It's just I do not the
2: very same. much miss the mid-budget movie,
0: right? And Maniac Cop Two, at least according to Google, had a four million dollar budget. I have no idea how much it made back. I don't even think you could make this movie nowadays shot for shot for $4 million. No, 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 no,
1: no. Like, no. like
0: sure, you're, not sh- you're definitely not shooting on New York City streets. <laughs> the
2: safety costs alone. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, man, I, I said at the beginning of this movie that this is a stunt person's dream project, and you were, you could not have disagreed with me more. You you really think that this is the kind of movie that stunt workers look at and go, oh god, I can't, I'm I oh I shouldn't go into work today.
2: Maybe for f- the fun car stuff, but you said that right before a scene where somebody falls out a two story window, lands on a car, hits the ground, and then is not a dummy because gets up and then gets shot right? and falls down. There, w- It was not a dummy because they were like, no, you have to get up and get shot after, so you need to really fall out this To window. show
0: that it's a real person doing it. Ooh. Man, they just don't make movies like this anymore.
2: Because people get injured. <laughs> I'll tell
0: you right now that the hood of that car was probably not the real hood of a car. Like it had it was probably something softer, and oh, then fully so, work, added after the fact, sold it to your brain as being a real car that somebody might have got hurt jumping out of a window. Even onto. if
2: it was that fucking trampoline material that wrestling mats are made of to make more sound and, and look like they hurt, but they don't actually. Yeah. two stories would still significantly hurt you.:
0: This is a great resume project for a stunt person. I agree. Are you kidding me? I
2: agree. It's just very, very stressful.
0: You gotta you gotta get that out of your head. I worry you know? about
2: the human beings. Let No nah.
0: <laughs> Don't do that. Don't don't do that. I mean, hey, I have not come across an article saying that, you know, a bunch of people got injured on the set of Maniac Cop 2. By all accounts, was like one of the best sets that William Lustig has ever had. Everybody was having a blast and you fucking see it. Every this movie is firing on all cylinders. It is. Right? And it's just out of the gate takes off screaming.
2: Okay, before we get too much into it, I have not seen Maniac Cop 1.
0: Okay. I've definitely... Can you just give me... These these are always my favorite spots because I've definitely watched it in the room with you beside me. I
2: haven't paid attention to Maniac Cop 1. Can you just take me to the start of the movie?
0: Yeah, sure. There is a cop, or there is a serial killer going around (laughs) Who is a
2: maniac?
1: (laughs) So there's just a
0: person dressed as a cop who's going around... Uh, killing a whole bunch of people around town, mm-hmm. uh, vindictive style killings. They li- they seem very targeted. Uh, he's got a crazy mutilated face. That's all anybody ever sees of him. And it turns out to be a police officer. Who was framed for...
2: Do we know that he was framed? I mean, at the
0: time, we don't know that. We just know it's a police officer who, like, it was a crooked cop who went to jail and got killed in prison. Okay. We find out later that he was actually a great cop. He was a stellar police officer who was trying to expose corruption in his own precinct, Mm -hmm. who then got framed. We
2: learned that in the first film?
0: We learned that in the first film. Okay,
2: because they do very light coverage of it in the second film, and it seems very important.
0: Who fucking cares by the time you get to the second one? Like, we've got a guy who dies at the end of, a, of the first movie you see a nice little recap of it at the beginning of this one because there's some great special effects man again you got you got stunt guys driving full-ass police vans off a pier and then jumping away from the car as it, as the van like r- rolls the opposite direction it's incredible <laughs> it stresses you out. <laughs> we can't even talk. You can't even have fun talking about I it. I just mm. these people are professionals, Kim. They have trained their entire lives with their brothers in their backyards <laughs> to do these stunts. <laughs> I would
2: just like it to look a little bit like a dummy.
0: <laughs> no, none of that. Absolutely not. This is this is practical filmmaking in the sense that these are real people doing these very real dangerous things. And so Maniac Cop 2 picks up where Maniac left off. You've, uh, you know, reports are going around the town that the Maniac Cop, Matt Cordell, is dead, uh, but his body was never recovered from the scene. Of course. Of course. Bruce Campbell and his girlfriend, that's a whole B-plot from the first oh, they movie. Oh, were, they were dating? Uh, they were having a an affair. Oh. <laughs> Bruce Campbell was married <gasps> and was having an affair with this other police officer. He's now a celebrated police officer around town for taking down the maniac serial killer cop. Uh, But he can't even read the newspapers celebrating his own work uh, because he, he dies at the newspaper stand.
2: Okay, let's talk about this scene because I... You know, I jumped on board with this film. I was really just, you know, going through the motions trying to trying to figure out where we were in the story because I'm coming into a second uh, I'm coming yeah. into a sequel and not really too familiar with the first film. So I assumed our leads were going to be Bruce Campbell and his partner.
0: Yeah, Officer Teresa.
2: This film does away with a lot of characters that you think you're going to be following very brutally and very suddenly. Hell yeah. And it is jarring in the best ways. The scene where Bruce Campbell gets murdered at the newspaper is fucking fantastic. You liked it, eh? I was so surprised.
0: Yeah, which is great because uh, you expect, yeah, you do, like, a guy like Bruce Campbell, you expect to be in the whole movie. And I think that's why it works so well. Because you're also, I don't know, 15 minutes into the movie? Yeah. It's not just the the cold open, like, Friday the 13th Part 2. Like,
2: Uh, oh, let's get rid of fucking Annie or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
0: No, it's not like that at all. Like, you actually get some time with this guy (laughs) before he gets killed and... I think it mostly came down to money. Like I just think I think I just don't think they could afford Bruce Campbell at the time, uh, so he kind of got written out of it. Tom Aitkins was also in the first movie. He uh, is he's he's replaced by the Lieutenant McKinney character, like the gruff cop, uh, the gruff New York cop, the standard boilerplate gruff New York City cop, fedora. I
2: mean, he looks great though. He looks
0: so fucking. He's cool. lit so well. I'd listen to him complain all day. <laughs>
2: Going back to that newspaper scene, it's tenfold when Susan Riley, who become becomes our lead...
0: She's the cop psychiatrist. She's
2: the shrink of the police officers. And then anybody who's, you know, saying that the maniac cop is still alive has to pay a visit to her. Yeah. And she starts to get suspicious that maybe there's something to this rumor. And she goes to speak with the um, the newspaper stand guy. And he is a minor character. Mm-hmm. He is gets... Five minutes of scream time yeah yeah, he shows up and then never shows up again and the fucking story they give him
0: it's amazing holy
2: moly I was just flabbergasted I was like look at the quality of writing in this sequel and to learn its direct-to-video just oh it's nuts, right? Wonderful. So he is a veteran and. Yeah, he's blind. He, he's blind and he, he starts to tell her how he was blinded. That
0: Don't, it, it, does, isn't it kind of weird at first when he starts telling the story? You're like, where are we going? You're with like, this? okay,
2: old man. He, so he was a survivor of like shrapnel um there was an explosion in his platoon and he was the only one that survived and he survived because he was insulated by the bodies of all of his fellow soldiers yeah like at, n- he,
0: at night they would freeze because the temperature dropped too low and he, the only reason he didn't die out there of the cold is because they were they were keeping him warm like a really gross blanket
2: yeah and i think he said he was there for a full day just like you know close to death surrounded by the corpses of his friends and comrades Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she asks him if he touched the maniac cop or the assailant and the reason why he's been telling the story is because that was the only time he ever touched death and it was the most similar like the most eerily similar feeling and i was just like Dear God, this movie is wonderful.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, it was like crazy cold and haunting and just like it ran through him immediately and that's where he got brought back. Oh,
2: that's writing that just gets into your bones. And well, you're just like, oh, that's good writing. <laughs> it's it's great
0: writing and it's also just a great delivery from Robert Earl Jones, James Earl Jones's dad. Oh, really? Yeah, that's who that he's also in Sleepaway Camp. I don't know if you remember. He's got like a real silly, goofy He's not one of the movie. sleaze
2: balls in it, right?
0: He's he's one of the adults who looks past the sleaze ball, like, oh, those kids don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> like, very clearly knows that there's a pedophile at work, but doesn't say anything <laughs> about it. Yeah, he's incredible in this
2: movie. So good, so good.
0: And that, and he's in it for a minute and a half. Oh, scene stealer.
2: Honestly, the movie just tops itself because I was like, surely nothing will be better than this scene.
0: Every scene in this movie is better than the previous scene. Oh,
2: my God. Even the
0: opening scene where the maniac cop shows up to stop a, uh, a like bodega robbery. Uh, and then, you know, sort of like, oh, I'm doing a switcheroo on you guys. I actually, <laughs> I kill the victim here and I let the bad guy go. But just him showing Reverse up. Reverse cop. <laughs> Reverse cop, yeah, that's how you were referring to him in the while we were watching this. And when the thief shoots at the cop, because he's he's got the silhouette of just like a big burly cop, the bullets obviously pass through him, break away the glass for the refrigerator, and then the mist from the the freezer just like pours out. Oh, you into fucking the love fucking, that
1: fucking yeah, fog. it's incredible.
2: <laughs> the lighting and just the shadowing effects on the maniac cop in this film are just simply fantastic. Oh yeah. There's a lot of like neon glow, which is great because it's New York, but also because it's Christmas time and you have red just like filtering through the entire image and it's it's highlighting like the the sharp light on the sides of their faces And you can't quite see the maniac cop Even the detective gets that sharp lighting And so there's like such a harsh highlight It, it looks so wonderful
0: Oh yeah and then later in the movie too When he makes best friends with a serial killer in town and Oh he just, who has
2: the moodiest apartment
0: Right and they're just hanging out in his Tiny little like I don't know 30 square foot apartment In the boiler room of a subway station It like
2: looks like it's under a bridge But has a door Yes
0: it's 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 harsh lighting It's like floodlights that are just situated on the floor. So everybody's got like this weird, ominous fucking film noir style shadow across them. Amazing. It's All- so
2: good. And it, it makes the makeup just look so much more threatening.
0: Oh, yeah. He's well, he's full undead in this movie, too. Right. I it, love it. In the first one, it's it's uh but be- he's believed to be dead, but is turned out uh survived the attack uh, his death was faked, so he's very much a living person. Oh. Yeah, 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 who is who is out for revenge, and now he's fully undead, back from the grave, yeah, from I a like, watery grave.
2: <laughs> I like Dead Cop. <laughs> yeah,
0: he looks awesome. He his face is also quite ghoulish compared to the first movie. Like in the first movie, he's just got like a lot of rad gnarly scars. In this, death has very quickly taken over. <laughs> he really, really does look like a corpse with a cool pointy nose and like a jack-o'-lantern style note.
2: <laughs> he goes from Friday the 13th Part 2 to Friday the 13th Part 7. <laughs> oh yeah, In a weekend.
0: In a weekend. It's great. And I think part of that might be because by the end of the movie, when he's lumbering around on fire, like he's obviously covered in flame retardant bandages, so he has to look... Uh, bulky. He has to look bulky for the fire, so I think they sort of just reverse engineered the look from that.
2: The silhouette, too, of just that octagonal police hat mm-hmm. just looks so great when he's walking to and from crime scenes. Love it. One of my favorite fucking crime scenes is such a throwaway moment, but some guy is getting towed by a police officer on a, on a New York side street. <laughs> yeah. Maniac but- cop shows up, kills the police officer, but he hangs him on the toe and drives off.
0: Right. I love, too, that the guy who's getting his car uh, impounded just rips up, smiles, rips up the ticket, drives away. <laughs> <laughs> but then later the cop pin the murder on him too, right? So good. Man, I just love... Reverse cap. I, lo- I love the grimy New York City streets. And you like,
2: love a New York street. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. And like this is a 1990s movie so like New York's starting to clean itself up a little bit already but William Lustig who's lived in New York his entire life is like, no, I'm, we're only going to the bad parts. <laughs> there's gonna be newspapers strewn across the city streets. Uh, every, Steam's coming out of every sewer grate. There's, even a, there's a scene where there's no steam and they just have a fucking like fog machine. They're just like, fuck it. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, but you have a paranormal entity. You can have fog wherever you want.
0: Right? You can get away with murder. It's also Christmas movie.
2: time. The, the season of ghosts.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I love it. The British invented the ghost story on Christmas Eve. America, William Lustig, perfected it in Maniac Cop 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question oh, let's, mark. Let's not go too far. <laughs> well, yeah, we. that's my job with a movie like Maniac Cop 2. I just, I love everything about it. It's a gold star movie for me. Uh, it can do no wrong, even if its silliest moments are, are, are fucking inspired. This is a B-movie masterpiece.
2: It feels surprisingly unsilly, though. Yes. Even when the Maniac Cop befriends a serial killer and they're going through town like silent buddies... It's still so dark and sharp. And I think a lot of that comes to the fact that our our lead character is an educated woman. Susan Riley. She's
0: the scully of the group. She
2: is the <laughs> scully of the group. And she takes this very seriously. And she sees some pretty fantastical things that you think would question your understanding of you know what you believe to be true. She sees somebody... Uh, she sees the cop being, the maniac cop being shot at point blank range Oh yeah, several times in the gut and then not Does flinching.
0: Yeah, grabs a fucking chainsaw with his bare hands, just like stops a chainsaw before uh, before breaking a girl's neck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Isn't that fucking car chase incredible?
2: It is so good. Yeah. So, and I, I can honestly not tell you which half of it I enjoy more. Whether it's the two women driving away from the maniac cop in a cab on the road rims of a tire that's been exploded. Yeah. And
0: it's sparks going oh, everywhere. so Christmassy. Dri- dri- <laughs> they're driving down the, the they're driving down the sidewalk, just like running into like piles and piles and piles of garbage.
2: Oh the fucking sparks though. It was a shower of wonderful holiday feelings. It goes on
0: forever too. It's not just like a quick little oh wow that, that 30 second bit was a lot of fun. Yeah it's and it's not five just, minutes like, long
2: tight close up shots where you're like yeah I got, you guys are really doing this like we we get full wide shots yeah. of the two cars like rubbing and battling it out yep. with sparks everywhere yeah
0: and then the second part of that is when they get divided by the maniac cop uh, Teresa runs off and gets a chainsaw from a, from a home improvement store uh, meanwhile the cop handcuffs Susan to the steering wheel and then just like takes the emergency brake off and rolls it down the street oh. man harrowing right <laughs> And, it's and then terrifying. That, it goes on forever and it's a real person strapped to the outside of this car steering a car down the goddamn hill well well into oncoming traffic
2: and the whole time you're
0: like climbing 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 climb in yeah it's it's nuts you know it's only topped by maniac cup threes car chase sequence a movie we're not talking about here today but i will say maniac cop gets set on fire but that does not stop him he chases after people on fire in a police car with no door on it's incredible like a hundred percent, like not the greatest movie of the franchise, but if you want to see Mediac Cop come back to life from you know hoodoo voodoo, and then also get into a dope car chase while on fire, that's the movie to watch.
2: Wow, it's got to be good though to top that scene because my mouth was on the
0: floor. Yeah, do you like that car chase scene more than Body Parts? What's what's your favorite? Oh man, that body I... that that Body Parts car chase is pretty wild.
2: Yeah, oh, I I ooh. having not seen Body Parts in at least like a year or so, I'm gonna have to say they're tied.
0: Okay. Um, I can accept that.
2: Yeah. They're fucking good, though.
0: Yeah. Definitely the two best car chases since... What,
2: an unwilling car... Ch- like, a, a car chase that ends with an unwilling participant driving a car. Like, it's just insane. Yeah.
0: I love it so much. Uh, and, and you're right. It is, it is weird how much it's not silly. It's very fun. It's not silly. Uh, but it is... It is a blast the whole movie and it's got you know it's it's got its tongue and its cheek it's got a grin on the whole time but it's not trying to be like the three stooges or anything
2: yeah there's so much silliness with the serial killer like he he brings so much levity to the story a
0: weird thing to say right i know cuz he's so silly and like, <laughs> the funny thing is that that scene where he uh, he breaks into that girl's apartment and starts strangling her is genuinely scary
2: no it's terrifying and even when he stalks her it's terrifying because oh yeah y- you're aware of who he is and she's not and it's just a really uncomfortable sequence and also we're so t- Taken from the story that we've been following thus far, mm-hmm. that you're like, why are we here? What's yeah, happening? What's, why are what's we going following on with this? this? And
0: like, there has been some talk in the background about a serial killer that's been targeting women, and you you think that's just like, oh yeah, just like standard news story. But like, we, we go into that and we follow him when. She, so she calls the cops before he breaks into her apartment, and she says, "I've already called the police." He goes, "That's no big deal. This won't take long." You're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> but then to have the maniac cop who just can sniff crime <laughs> and. And he's got a sixth sense for it. Breaks into the apartment, rips him off of her, and like me, let me strangle her. That's <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> like that's kind of hilarious. And then the, obviously the two of them have to escape when the cops show up. And then yeah, it's it, just
2: so many layers of evil in that tiny little hotel
0: room. It's wild. And and of course the and of course the stripper uh, relays to the police that that her that his hands were as cold as ice, as cold as death. Uh, so that's how we know that they're on the trail of of Matt Cordell, and they're they're finding. Finally getting They're finally closing in on him. Uh, do you do you imagine that that serial killer in the movie is the maniac from Maniac?
2: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Because at, at this point, Joe Spinell had died. So Joe Spinell... I, I have always imagined that Joe Spinell would play that character and that it, as much as I hate cinematic universes, for some reason I kind of love the idea of Joe Spinell's maniac and the maniac cop hanging out in the same city at the same time.
2: I do like that, but I... I... I think the casting choice for maniac cop 2 is i i think i prefer him over maniac in this movie just because he provides a sense of i don't know there's something silly about him you can say it he's less sweaty whimsical and (laughs) well maniac is really scary (laughs) yeah and this guy is like less i don't know it's hard to say because he's still like a killer of women (laughs) uh but i don't know he's it's, heighten,
0: it's heightened reality like we are in a bubblegum version of the real world that just also happens to have a lot of horrible murder in it well
2: and also he becomes he instantly becomes like an igor character he is <laughs> he is his side buddy yeah. and and he becomes you know the pinky to to his yeah to maniac cop's brain i love that i don't know if if he was maniac it would be the exact same
0: no it, it, it absolutely wouldn't i just you know It seems like a what-if scenario. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, both movies directed by William Lustig. It's basically returning to a character he's already done. It is a cartoonish version of that, but it totally works for this. I'm still going to pretend that it's the same person. It's just different casting and, like, he's gotten a little kookier over time.
2: It is nice, too, though, that a film that's talking on, like, police corruption and all that stuff and, like, kind of the the New York streets, while we are following, like, a paranormal supernatural story, there's also just a serial killer walking around. A very real serial killer who's murdering people. So, like, if you take Maniac Cop out of Maniac Cop 2, there's still a story
0: here. Oh, hell yeah.
2: Like there's still a movie here that I would watch. It's more Silence the Lambsy, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and the cops are definitely not uh, ever sort of let off on how awful they are. Just like, wow, you guys kind of suck at your job, like, across the board all the time. And that's that's also true about just about the era. Like, any filmmaker who lived in New York, who was making movies in New York, who was stealing shots in New York, was criticizing the cops a lot. Fun part about that, though. Uh, you know, if, if you're curious about how William Lustig's able to get away with just closing off city streets in New York and, and having the craziest car chases you've ever fucking seen, it's because he hired off-duty cops (gasps) to do a bunch to basically be security for the movie that's how they basically got away with murder in a bunch of these scenes where they did shit that they shouldn't be doing it's because he just paid off-duty cops to show up in uniform and say like yeah go for it (laughs) like that's how this movie gets made
2: i love that that's wonderful And, and as much as the film does kind of talk about corruption and stuff i really enjoy Lieutenant McKinney's character, because he kind of waxes poetic on, on like the whole movie about like, uh, uh, we're, in a way, we're all maniac cops. Right? The only
0: difference between like, what is it? The, the line between a cop and a maniac cop is as thin as a traitor on a gun.
2: <laughs> it, it, yeah, sure. It's, it's a little silly, but oh, I love it. But I do really love it because it really goes to show that. It's two sides of the same coin, a police officer and a criminal, like all, all of those human instincts and those urges are are there in everyone. Yeah. Everyone com- has a little bit of the, of maniac in them. Yeah.
0: It comes from a desire of justice. And at some point you tip over and you you become like the judge jury executioner where you you think you're above the law. Well, yeah.
2: And his example is that he keeps arresting this one guy who keeps getting on the road and he says before I can even file the, or he keeps getting let out before I can even file the paperwork.
0: Right. Crazy. But some of the best sequences of this movie... One of my favorite sequences. I mean, fuck, every sequence of this movie is just, just like like we said before, better than the last. I love when the maniac cop... Goes into the police precinct to break out his serial killer buddy Stephen. It is so fucking great. He, he just like lays waste to a shit ton of cops at a shooting range, and then just to see him like sh- like fucking fade in oh, from the shadows, so walking good. through the targets. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, and it's just a guy walking out from a dark spot into the light. It shouldn't look that great. It's, so it's good. amazing. It's so good. And then when he just like kicks down the door before coming into the holding cells, and the camera just sorts starts spinning sideways as it's pulling in to the door.
2: Amazing! And then he dispatches the whole precinct and you get another shot of the Christmas decorations and I love it.
0: Yo, he just starts walking through glass walls. He's just like, fuck it, the fastest way. I'm not walking around this. It's not my office. <laughs> the Blam! Fucking, the,
2: the fucking glass budget on this movie. <laughs> so much blood. He
0: throws, a, he grabs a guy by his lapel and just tosses him across the room and 30 feet into the air and he breaks every beam across the way.
2: That gave me total malignant vibes. I knew
0: you were gonna say that i fucking knew it
2: i was like ooh future pairing what
0: good company that's a double bill i'd watch for sure
2: the only thing i'm not on board with is at this moment when he kidnaps susan and brings her on their weird hijinks back to sing sing where they're gonna go um I think he's just going to get revenge there, right? Yep,
0: he's going back to kill the people that attacked him in the shower. But, like, for
2: somebody who's been instantly killing cops this whole movie and Susan has put on a cop uniform, even though she's not, like, a field officer, she probably should have died in that moment. The
0: connective tissue that gets us to to the prison, like, I'm not... Maybe it's because she's a good either.
2: cop, and but that the thing is, she's ugh.
0: helping. It's like the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like she she's helping get the she's story of She's the VHS Matt tape Cordell.
2: recording the recording the story. She's
0: Naomi Watts telling the world what happened.
2: Yeah, the the VHS tape.
0: <laughs> okay, because yeah, yeah Matt just, Cordell at this point is still considered a like in the in. The regular world, he's considered a crooked cop who was killed in prison because that's what happens to crooked cops. Right, but in prison.
2: up until this point, he's been killing anybody who's who's good and ha- rescuing, saving, releasing anybody who's bad, even if it's petty criminals. Yes. So he kidnaps her, and then they're all on a prison bus driving to Sing Sing, and one of the guys they they take along is like creepy on her, and he's like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> you
1: stay and away." they're
0: from-
2: Like, good maniac cop.
0: <laughs> and that that creeper is Clarence Williams the third. Man, I know too much about this movie and just like the people who are in it, but it's 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 just littered with like fun, interesting character actors like Clarence Williams the third. You, you'll recognize as Mr. Sims from Tales from the Hood. Uh, he's also the bad guy in Half Baked.
2: He's really good when they're all in the holding cell.
0: Yes, cuz he's he's he can't go back to Sing Sing cuz they're going to kill him there. Like he's he's made a lot of enemies at Sing Sing and we're specifically going to like death row at Sing Sing and that's where uh, that's where the maniac cop gets a fucking Molotov cocktail thrown at him and then he's just on fire for the next 18 minutes.
2: It's so long, John. It's so long.
0: He's grabbing people and throwing them up to like the the top of the jail cell like 30 feet in the air and they catch on fire yeah, on like the way up. And then the lighting. person that he kids uh, catches on fire uh, his light- footprints
2: are leave are fire uh. he's a menorah and it is day seven of hanukkah he is a candle and he lights everybody else up in the room it's it's a full-body burn that spreads to other
0: people oh man just the image of him just and like people cowering from him trying to hide and then he just corners them in a prison cell and just him reaching in the prison cell to the camera to that grab was him. a great moment it's amazing yeah, yeah. that's that's I mean, I was already in love with this movie, but by the time we got to that, I was just like, "This is the Citizen Kane of New York cinema." <laughs>
2: it's weird too how much a full body burn feels Christmassy. Maybe and it's, it's, right? It's like all of the violence in the film has Christmassy vibes to it. Like the sparks on the on the bottom of the taxi, the cop being hung on the back of the tow truck. Oh sure. The full body burn, like it just feels like you know, like an ornament hanging, the top of the Christmas tree, Christmas lights. Hell like,
0: yeah! All we needed was something Somebody to be chopped up and put into a box and delivered somewhere, right? That's all we needed. Oh
2: God. But surprisingly, Christmassy even in its its unchristmassy moments. Yeah, and
0: all he wanted was to get his name cleared. Uh, he was going to kill a lot of people to do it, but he he finally. I mean, got, he like, did,
2: that wasn't all he wanted because he he walked into stores that were actively being robbed and aided them along. He's not completely innocent in this, which is crazy because he gets a hero's funeral at the end of this. Movie.
0: <laughs> he does get finally get the hero's funeral. <laughs> well, they're not burying the maniac cop; they're burying Matt Cordell. They're like, no, no, no 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 no! the last like year everything else he did that nah, didn't happen that was a entity that wasn't the man that we are burying today like
2: he aided and abetted a serial like a, a, a serial killer who was killing women in new york city
0: i mean hey it's uh you know I, I i guess he's he's doing nothing that the the new york criminal system isn't already doing it's basically putting guns back into the criminals hands <laughs> and then also sweeping its dirty secrets under the rug
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but but he was doing it out of revenge. <laughs>
0: yes. It's, it's, it's all justice. Yeah. Man, I love this fucking movie. I, nothing it is perfect to me. Uh, and like, yeah, it's it's a little shaggy. It's a little rough around the edges. It doesn't uh, it doesn't make a, a lot of it doesn't fully make sense in some parts, but I do not care. I love every character. I love every set piece. The cinematography and it's amazing. It's shot so fucking well. Uh, I honest. I I I have not seen every single william lustig movie but i think this is the best movie he's ever made given the, the two movies of his that i haven't seen i'm confident in saying, <laughs> in saying that uh, I, I don't think uncle sam is gonna top this and uh, every single year i tell myself i'm gonna watch that movie i still haven't crossed it off the watch list but next independence day for sure
2: he, he really likes holidays
0: right i think he's just, Was smart he just guy. trying
2: to get every holiday in
0: you'd think so does he
2: have a halloween movie
0: I don't think he has a Halloween movie, but Larry Cohn is also the producer of this movie who wrote the movie as well. And I honestly, I think that the pairing of the two of those guys together is really the secret sauce that makes this movie work. I
2: mean, they really understand New York.
0: (laughs) They understand New York. They also understand how to produce and market a movie for themselves. Like they don't, Uh, Like they know what's going to sell. They know what they need to try and sell it, just to hook somebody to get a fucking butt in the seat. And like that's just exploitation filmmaking. That's independent filmmaking. Like if you're the person who's writing and producing and directing it, and also taking it to market and also trying to advertise the movie. I mean, modern
2: day people that would be doing that is Lloyd Kaufman from *Trauma* and Rob Zombie.
0: I mean, yeah, and the Kevin Smith, Lloyd Kaufman, definitely doing it all at the exact same time. In really any indie filmmaker today is is already doing all of that but you know back in the 80s that wasn't uh that wasn't a skill everybody needed to have and some of them just inherently had it like William Castle the hustle yeah yeah like just like their fucking uh circus Even Alfred of Hitchcock. filmmakers absolutely right it's all it's all in the grand spirit of uh of marketing your movie and getting as many people and the
2: see showmanship yeah. making a movie more than just a movie is always just this wonderful magical thing that it stands the test of time
0: it's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, I cannot say enough good about Maniac Cup 2. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we finally talked about it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's the big thing, because I was like, I was like, something's wrong. Like, I just, Kim doesn't like this. I don't understand. This seems like <laughs> a kind of movie that she'd really respond to. Like, I know it's not 100% her bag, but she should at least be able to tell me that objectively it's a good movie. I don't know.
2: I prejudged it, John, and a, you know, I'm, I'm very sorry. I hope that me watching this with you now, every holiday going forward, will yes. be enough of an apology.
0: It's all I've ever wanted, an <laughs> apology. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy that this is going back in the regular rotation, for sure. I could watch, I mean, I have watched this movie almost every season of the last two years. So uh, I'm, ha- I'm happy to finally have a, a nice solid spot for it on the calendar.
2: Yeah, and I love a Christmas movie that's not too Christmassy. Like, something that I can watch in the end of November, something that I can watch in between, you know, like, Christmas Vacation and, like, those, like, sickly sweet Christmas movies. Like, sometimes you want something that's, you know, a little different.
0: So what's your rating?
2: I'm going to give it a three and a half out of four.
0: I am very unsurprisingly giving it a four out of four. This is a perfect B movie. No,
2: it's so good. And it looks good. And the story is great. And the writing is just fantastic. The only thing that I don't agree with is uh, is Susan making it all the way to the end.
0: You think she should have died?
2: Just just based on the the mo of the maniac cop. I love her as a character. I think she's wonderful.
0: Well, I'm excited to see you uh, watch Maniac Cop try and find love uh, in Maniac <gasps> Cop Three: Badge of Silence.
2: Find love?
0: I told you it's a Valentine's Day movie. No. Next week, we're going to be talking about a movie that is very explicitly a Christmas horror movie. It is super goofy and fun. And another, I think, first time watch for Kim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she's going to really dig this one. On part two of The Fright Before Christmas, we will be talking about the Spanish-Italian cult classic, The Day of the Beast.
2: Is this about werewolves? I hope it's about werewolves. No,
0: this is about Satan trying to bring the Antichrist back to Earth on Christmas Eve.
2: Oh, well, that's fitting.
0: Yeah, you're gonna love it. There's uh there's a really kooky priest in it that I think you're really gonna love. Uh there's a there's a you know, like a sort of Chris Angel TV personality. Oh, I love that. And a goat. <laughs>
2: Gotta have a goat. <laughs> Gotta have a goat. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nightmare on Film Street. Let us know your thoughts on Maniac Cop 2 by tweeting at us at NOFS Podcast, or you can find us in our Discord. It's full of cool fiends like yourself at NOFS slash Discord. And if you're a fan of the show, consider giving us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to this, and joining our Patreon for a few bucks a month at nofspodcast.com slash club.
0: Nightmare on Film Street is a labor of love and terror. Kim and I don't have a team behind us for the podcast, it really is just the two of us doing absolutely everything. Uh, And if you would like more Nightmare on Film Street, you can find it in the Fiend Club at nofspodcast.com slash club.
2: Until next time, I'm Kim.
0: I'm John. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website n-o-f-s podcast dot com until next time
1: stay creepy fiends